it feels like it needs to be this huge thing. Like self-care is like, oh, I need to go and like meditate in the woods barefoot for two hours. And like, (laughs) no, like you said, like sitting on that chair and being present for five flipping minutes is amazing. Yeah, literally. I was like, there's seven minutes left on the oven. I'm going downstairs swing. Don't let the kids come talk to me or bother me. I'm just going to lay here. And my husband was like, okay. And I came up after seven minutes and I was like, okay, dinner is ready. (laughs) Dinner is served. Listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class, lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being, and not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part, trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. You're listening to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a self-care lover, and I'm just really grateful you're here. Thanks so much for listening. So, I mean, the last couple days, I don't know if you guys have been feeling this, but I just, it's just been like so much energy, and I don't know. I've just been having so many questions and beliefs that are being challenged and I don't know sometimes I just I get really tired of all of the self-study work and uh, I just want to be like yep here I am I'm evolved I'm truly the best version of myself done but I know that that's not that's not the case um it's just such an ongoing process and you know wherever you are on this journey in life maybe you're just you're just starting with the yoga the capital Y yoga work you know, maybe you, you use faith in a way that is really introspective and it's a true well-being. Um, our guest talks about that today in such a profound way. Or maybe you just haven't thought about this whole self-discovery work at all and that's okay too. But you know what, I guess I'm just here to say that, you know, we all get tired. The more you learn, sometimes you realize that you actually don't know as much as you thought And that's just the human experience. So don't give up. Keep going. Keep working on yourself. Keep deepening your relationship with spirituality, you know, with your soul. Keep doing the self-study, the self-discovery work, because I really believe that it's going to pay off. So with that, um, I've got a really cool workshop coming up, a digital workshop um, next Thursday, July 9th that is going to be some of this work. It's, It's looking at your life with a really critical lens and saying, Yes, this activity, this thing that I'm doing right now is serving me and then looking at other things and saying, and this is not, this is draining me and it's not helping anywhere. And so um, I'll kind of use this example of like right now I'm really working to have a better relationship with technology, you know, and there, there's not a time in my day when I look at my phone and I'm just like, yes, this is giving me joy. (laughs) 
maybe the one exception is like when I'm reading or listening to a book but in general my phone just leaves me feeling kind of depleted and sometimes even like shameful so I need to figure out a plan I need to figure out a plan to get it back in check and you know something I'm doing right now is just not looking at my phone until like 8 8 39 ish in the morning um you know no news no email just gives me time for my breath work it gives me time to hang out with my kids and so again, I'm nowhere near perfect in this space of a ritual every day, but I've done a lot of study in it and I'm here to facilitate a conversation, an opportunity as a group to come up with a game plan for us to transform our everyday routines into something really, really special. So that workshop, um, we're going to start with some yoga, just a really simple yoga flow, and then we'll talk through the routines, you know, what what is a routine versus a ritual. We'll do some journaling work. Um, we'll have a really interactive conversation to get the juices flowing to come up with a plan and then we'll meditate to manifest that into our reality and I'll leave you with a little workbook so that you can do this practice again that you can do it on your own because as new routines get stale as life shifts you might want to make some changes so that workshop um, is routine to ritual it's on Thursday July 9th at 7 30 p.m. tickets are $25 and if you are in a marginalized community in any way, shape, or form, please just use code EVERYONE for a $5 ticket. No questions asked. Um, more info on in my show notes on that website, um, in my show notes about this workshop, and then also on my website at ashleysondergaard.com. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see you there, friends. So let's get to our conversation with the sweet, smart, very accomplished Lindsay Baumgren of the very successful blog, Nourish, Move, Love. She's our guest today. So I've followed Lindsay along for a few years. I just, I love her free workouts. I love her energy. I've used a number of her recipes and I just, I think I've learned to appreciate her more and more through her honest journey of pregnancy, of birth, of postpartum and how that's played a part in, you know, in her fitness journey as a teacher, as a student. Um, Lindsay is, she's on the show today to talk about why working out at home is so great. (laughs) now that we've learned how to do it during COVID. Um, but we we get into some real conversations about self-care and how it can be really hard with little ones. We talk about healthy families, like what that planning process looks like. We talk about postpartum, which is an area that, I mean, in my opinion, is really overlooked in the fitness industry. I mean, in the world in general. <laughs> and then Lindsay talks a little bit about something called diastasis recti, which I wanted to just talk about before we actually dive into that episode in case you're not sure what that is so that is when the muscles in your abs split apart when you get pregnant right so like a little room for baby and after baby's out postpartum process they don't come back together and it's it sounds kind of gross but it's actually super super common um and it can be exacerbated with some conventional fitness classes if you don't know what you're doing or if you don't know you have it or you don't work to repair it. So I'm really grateful, Lindsay. She takes the time to just talk about that, talk about her journey. She shares some secrets um, (laughs) to staying healthy, and she's honest and vulnerable like everyone is on the show, and so I'm really grateful for her. Give her website a a look. It's nourishmovelove.com because that's some really good workouts just for anyone at home, different lengths of time, different focuses. So great. She's pretty fabulous. So let's get to that interview with Lindsay Baumgren. All right. Hey, Lindsay, thanks for being on the show today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's fun to, to see you in your comfy chair at home as I'm in my <laughs> comfy bedroom. I'm laughing because like 
I'm matching so much today. I look ridiculous. <laughs> no, you look much better than I do with my messy bun and I'm in my nursing tank top in my nursing chair. Such is life. Like those are comfortable. It's fine. <laughs> so Lindsay, everyone, you would have gotten the full, you know, intro as to all the goodness that she is and the things that she's done. Lindsay, from your perspective, who are you? What are you doing? What are, what is your life right now? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two littles. Uh, my son Brody is three now and my daughter Bella is eight months. So navigating still that like first year, you know, I would say the first year, it's just like that roller coaster, but um, we're almost there. She's doing awesome. So, and I have a husband named Tim and we live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I have an online business, mostly focusing on fitness. So fitness in the form of workout videos that you can do at home. And so it's called nourishmovelove.com. It's an online platform originally designed to help women achieve a lifestyle and body that they love. And it's morphed more into really, truly serving um, busy women, specifically moms who are fitting in workouts at home. And so we've kind of morphed it and it's, it's changed over the last five years. But yeah, it's, it's been my baby for the last five years. So I'm kind of the, the fitness loving content creator behind nourishmovelove.com. Yes. And I was saying to Lindsay before we started recording, I mean, she's definitely ahead of the game on this. Like I will admit at home workouts to me before COVID was something I was just like, Meh, I don't, I'll just go to the studio because I taught in a yoga studio. And I, I don't know. I just felt like that wasn't something that was in my routine. And now I'm like, oh my, this is the best. Like I can sweat, get my stuff done. And then literally just like walk downstairs and eat dinner with my kids. Like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm really curious to see how COVID changes this space. Specifically, I teach group fitness in the studio too. I love going to the studio, getting that energy, being around people. That's really fun. Um, but I really transitioned to at-home workouts once I had kids and it was just such a time saver. You realize like versus going to the gym, parking, getting a spot, all the, you know, just like pop downstairs, crank it out, pop upstairs, have breakfast or dinner or whatever it is with your family. So I'm curious to see how many people adjust to like staying at home more or for me, it's really that blend. I love the blend of like three workouts a week at home, jumping to a couple studios when I can. But yeah, that's so smart. And when I talk to people about yoga specifically, I know you teach a variety of different fitness classes, but like when I talk to people about yoga, they are like, yeah, you know, I like to do it at home because I, I'm not very good. Like I say that in quotations, like they think that there's a judgment element to it and like whatever, you know, that's fair. If that's what you think, um, the really, I mean, most of the time there really isn't, but it feels safe to do it at home and to try on these, these kind of like vulnerable practices within your your bedroom or your kitchen or wherever. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, as someone to be totally transparent, as someone who teaches in kind of like a, a metropolitan studio area where the majority of women that walk in are kind of, they're classified as like what, like your Lululemon mom. It can be really intimidating, even as a fitness professional to walk into a room and just pick up weights. You're like, well, what do I pick up? What, what equipment? It, it can be an intimidating atmosphere. And so I know I feel more comfortable doing certain workouts at home. Like, I mean, I don't really dance or Zumba, but if I'm going to try a workout that has any rhythm, even like kickboxing where you have to hold a beat, holding a beat isn't my strong suit. So that's stuff I tend to do more at home. Yeah. <laughs> I lately have been doing um, Ryan Heffington's dance classes on Instagram live. And they're, I don't know if you've ever done them. They're so ridiculous. He has this one move called heavy diaper, which like as a parent is obviously, you can imagine. And I'll let my kids watch TV for like this hour and I will just shake my butt at home. And it's so much fun. <laughs> 
That is awesome. That is, I know if I were to do a workout like that, it would definitely have to be at home. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, specifically your offerings and, and what I'm really curious about and why I'm, I'm so excited you're on the show today is how to stay motivated when you're actually doing your online workout. Like I noticed that I'm, if it's um, like a dance class or it's a bar class or whatever, I'm like all of a sudden like wandering away, going to go throw some laundry in or like check my phone. Like what do you see as the special sauce to doing these at-home workouts and staying motivated? Yeah. So for me, I think it's kind of three things. And that's why we kind of developed our site and have continued to evolve and develop it the way we have. And so one is having a plan. Um, I know people say that whether you're going to go to a studio or you're doing it at home, but having a plan. And so every week we release a seven-day workout plan. It's typically following one of the free workout plans we have on the blog. So we do seven-day challenges, 14-day challenges, and 30-day challenges. But having a plan so you know how your week stacks up and you know what's coming, and you know what you're committed to each day. So before I even wake up, I know that this is on my schedule, and I need to finish this 30-minute workout. So having a plan, I think, is huge. Um, two, this is why we started doing full-length workout videos. So when I started Nourish Move Lab, we did where you, we showed you in a picture, or we showed you like a one-minute demo mashup of the moves, but following along with a full-length guided workout video that's 30 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes, following along that whole time, that's where you find the motivation, and it kind of brings that group fitness um, experience and that motivation to your home. And so follow along workout videos are great. And YouTube is basically just like a free plethora of follow along workout mm-hmm. videos. So, I mean, you can dig, you can find any type of workout you want. Um, the follow along workout video. And then I know with COVID, a lot of people have been like scheduling dates, setting up zoom calls with a friend and doing it with a friend or something fun like that is always, is always a fun way. Um, to stay motivated to do it at home. But for me as a mom, it's, still trying to navigate and find that time without the kids and so it's either an early morning it's a nap time or if it has to be like you said I'll put on a show and be like it's, it's really just blocking that time off and like trying to find well, with COVID it's like I'm gonna go hide and do this in the basement yeah it's your it's a you time and it's about it's not just about sweating and like burning calories it's about being able to connect with yourself for just a little bit I love that so yeah. You said that, okay, so that you guys kind of grew into full-length videos now that you are a seasoned um, online at-home workout connoisseur. What do you, like, what else have you evolved in? Because I think a lot of us, especially like me, I'm just starting out teaching in the online space. What have you learned in your time online as a teacher? Yeah, it's funny because um, writing workout plans is, is really fun for me, and I don't know why. It's like, I always say, like, people is a, is of all the gifts and talents you can have. I don't know, for some reason, it feel like writing workout plans. It's like, I don't know why, but it's so fun to me to dive into that. But it's interesting because like I can do different moves when I'm teaching an online class versus when I'm teaching an in-person class. Um, so I think that's kind of fun because when I'm teaching online virtually, I can maybe give you something a little bit more dynamic or complex that you get time to experiment and try at home in your basement versus, versus if I'm teaching a class, it's like we have to move from one thing to the next. There's no hitting pause if you need to or, you know, whatever. So um, it's kind of fun because my class plans are a little different online versus in person. I do a little bit more experimenting online. Um, and yeah, we just, we learned that full-length videos are kind of what keep people more motivated. So we changed that, the types and styles of workouts. Uh, for me, I think what our, one of our best performing workouts is our cardio bar workouts. And that's because I was a bar instructor, mm. but I don't like traditional bar classes. 
So I love like strength and HIIT training and bar, but I fuse them together to form like these cardio bar workouts that are just so fun. And it's something you don't find in most studios in person because it has to be a traditional bar class, which, you know, if you, if you taught in a bar studio, you know, they have specific formats you have to follow versus online. It's like, I don't have to follow anybody's format. I get to do my own. <laughs> so if you teach in a studio, they typically have, you know, like core power or whatever, they have these specific formats you have to follow. So when you show up to class, you know, you're going to get arms and then a plank series or whatever the format is. And in my online space, I get to be my own boss and say, this is how I want to teach. And so that has just allowed me so much creativity and flexibility and just been so fun. That's, that is so true. I've found that like my personality has come out a lot more online and not that I was ever inhibited by any way, you know, teaching in a studio, but I get to talk about the things that like I want to, even thematically, like we're theming around, like I love to theme around astrology because I just find it to be so interesting. And uh, yeah, like that's something I probably would not do in a studio, but I can do online. And that actually, is, that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, you are so great at infusing spirituality, I mean, and, and faith specifically, you know, Christianity into your brand as a whole. And I think you do it in such an inclusive way. It's authentic to you. Um, does that something that like was a conscious decision or did that just come out because you're, you're so passionate about, about that work? Um, like, tell me more about that journey. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of a big leap of faith, so to speak, um, incorporating it into my brand because I didn't know how people were going to receive it. But for me, I'm like, this is a part of what I believe to be wellness, physical, spiritual, mental wellness, um, which is kind of what the site's all about, right? Nourish, move, love. Um, the whole concept is nourish your body with real food, but also nourish your soul with God's word. I believe that's an important aspect. And then move your body and create movement in your, in your life and love yourself and love others. And so I believe that that includes faith. And for me, it's funny because when I started they were some of my like least popular posts, I would say, and it kind of wasn't. And now they've turned into some of my most popular posts because my business really is my business. And a lot of it is I share workouts and I, I share, I share workout content. And so that's what you're going to get when you look at my platforms. I'm not as much of like a lifestyle or personal brand, so to speak, you get my personality. It comes out in the workouts, but outside of that, I don't like, I believe I signed up for this and to show you online workouts, but I didn't really sign up to share all of my personal juicy details with you. And mm -hmm. so there's a, there's a, there's a difference between this online platform being a personal space where you get to know me because I'm teaching. You see me when I'm pregnant you get to hear about, you know, now I have a baby postpartum and, and you see my whole process and it's personal, but you don't get to see the intimate because I believe that's reserved for my family, my friends. And so my, that said, my faith posts are where I do get most intimate online. And so they have become some of my most popular posts because it lets people kind of into what's going on in my life. Um, but faith has just been, for me, it's been accountability. So saying that I'm going to show up and post one devotional a week on my Instagram, it's been accountability for my own growth and my own personal growth to stay connected to God's word. That's, I love that. That's a great answer. And you're right. It's, it is wellness, right? Our, our belief system, our values, Heck yes, that's wellness. It's it's about a much larger than just like your six pack or lack thereof in my case. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think that, that that's what like when I was creating this, I was like, what do I want this to be? And I was kind of looking at what other people in the fitness space had created. And I was like, I just, I can't, I don't want another sweaty selfie six pack ab content. That's not how I am first off. And I'm a mom whose body is constantly evolving. And like, I, and I had to like give that up because I was like, I can't constantly be that person if I want to live this lifestyle as a mom, like it's, my body's going to evolve and change. And so how do I create content that isn't all about having this perfect body, but really just about moving your body and 
making working out at home fun. Mm-hmm. Can we and talk taking a little... people with me on that journey? Right. And, and, you know, you're spreading, spreading the message and people can choose what they want to listen to and what, and if they like your platform, then yes, like bring them along. I love that. Um, you had mentioned postpartum and I, I think this is an area, especially as a yoga teacher that people had not been talking about a whole lot, like working out postpartum and how that differs from working out pregnant, working out pre-pregnancy. Um, I love that you have specifically, you have postpartum workouts. Um, do you, what are the, I mean, what do those look like? How are those different from the other offerings that you have? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it, what, it was a learning process for me. I didn't really start creating postpartum content until after my second pregnancy. So this second time around, because the first time I wanted to experience it myself and see what it was like, and I, I wasn't an expert yet that had, I hadn't gone through the process. So I didn't know. And to be honest, it's so funny because as a fitness professional, I know my body pretty well, right? So I know my body, but I still feel so undereducated in the postpartum space. And I can't imagine how other pe- how other women who aren't as physically educated about their bodies feel because the, the, the content and what your doctors tell you or your nurses or midwives, it's just, it's not as much, I think, as we all need to know. Um, and so I just, I found a, a really big passion for moms in general and a whole new respect for moms, but also educating your body. Um, educating yourself about your body and postpartum recovery. So the first time I went through it and I experienced it and I did have diastasis recti and I kind of went back to exercising and teaching classes and didn't really take care of myself as much as I should have. So going into round two, I was like, okay, I, this is my job. Like (laughs) I can't have a DR hernia because I need to go back to teaching. Like this is how I make a living. And so I took it a lot more serious uh, right from the get-go at six weeks. I went and saw a pelvic floor therapist and I educated myself and I, I honestly went and saw the pelvic floor therapist. Yes, because I had a three finger DR separation. And so that qualified me to see them, but also because I just wanted the education mm-hmm. and to go through that. And so we actually later this month have um, a full post coming out with me interviewing my pelvic floor therapist, because it's just a wealth of information to share with women that I think they should have access to. But really um, focusing on that ab separation and bringing it back and really focusing on the core and keeping it low impact and really focusing on strength training. Like strength training is the name of the game for women, mm. pregnancy and postpartum. Because think about it, you are going to gain weight. It's a natural part of being pregnant, right? So you're going to gain weight. But if you stop lifting weights, you're going to be your weakest when you're at your heaviest. And then your body has to come back from that. You know how long it takes to build muscle, but you lose it so fast. And so it's so important for nursing and our back strength and carrying babies and picking up car seats. And like my favorite comments I get are the ones from moms who are like, it's so much easier to carry around my toddler. And I feel so much stronger carrying books. It's just like, yes, like motherhood strength. It's not just about like the look and the aesthetic. It's for me, it's postpartum working out postpartum is about mental health first. For me, it was like, this is the, I need this for my mental health more than anything. I I need the endorphins. I need the happy hormones that moving my body brings because postpartum is really hard and I need to feel strong for my kids and for myself. Mm -hmm. A lot of the listeners on this show are, are in that early stage partnership or, you know, are like planning for a family in the future. And this is like one of the areas that I wish I would have been told as I was deciding to get pregnant, to start to have a family is like, Yes. Like we know a lot about pregnancy. Like you said, like we know a lot about like what to do while you're working out with pregnant, but this, the idea of postpartum is sort of this unknown time. And I would have treated it a lot differently. And like you, I have, I still do. I haven't done a whole lot about it, but I have, um, 
like a two finger diastasis recti from two kids and we're probably going to have more. So I'm like, you know what, like I should probably do that. But I'm, it's just this weird thing that again, as a health professional, as a fitness professional, I didn't even know about. <laughs> well, and to be honest, it's boring work. Like pelvic floor and core work is boring. It's not the fun, sweaty yoga sculptor, hit cardio. It's not the fun stuff. It's not. It's boring. It stinks. It takes time. And it requires a lot of mental and physical focus, which you don't like to lay on the ground and say, okay, for 10 minutes, I'm going to do breathing exercises, connecting my core to my pelvic floor. Like how lame does that, you know what I mean? It's not fun, but it's so important. And actually what's really important and kind of something that I've learned along the way is like, okay, so you'll get by right now with your two finger DR and you'll be fine. And you'll maybe, maybe like pee your pants a little bit here and there from pelvic floor prolapse, but you'll be just fine. You're fine right now. But when it's really going to kick you in the butt is when your hormones start changing, when you go through menopause, because our hormones are what heal our pelvic floor. And when you lose those hormones, when you go through menopause, that's when you're really going to start peeing your pants. And that's when you're really going to start having issues. And so it's doing the work now to prevent that. Oh, okay. I'm on it. Thank you for telling right? I didn't, I did not know that. That is such good information. I, yeah. The peeing your pants. Who knew we were going to get there? I'm glad we did. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. This is the stuff that I'm passionate about. The open book when it comes to talking about your body postpartum. Well, and it's real. I mean, this is like, this is real life. Everyone turns out when you practice any sort of fitness later, you know, you got to be mindful of what's changed in your body after you've had kiddos. It's a reality. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of workouts that you have and all the, this wealth of information that you have on the physical side, you also have like recipes on your website. Um, what do you, what is your, your mindset? What's your philosophy around food? Yeah, I don't follow any type of like protocol or any you know type of thing. I really just, I'm all about eating real nutrient dense food. Um, I did the whole calorie counting diet, uh, restrictive type of eating in, back in my fitness competition days. So I used to like do those competitions where you stand up on stage in a bikini. Um, so I went through that whole process, learned a lot, but um, now I'm just all about trying to maintain a, a real diet and a lifestyle that's, you know, actually attainable with my kids and life and stuff. So I'm a huge fan of meal prep, um, meal prepping with the kids and having stuff easy grab and go options on hand, but all about like an 80, 20, you know, 80% try to keep it whole, clean, real nutrients and 20% allowing for that, you know, getting ice cream with the kids and fun stuff like that too. Definitely. You got to keep it balanced. Can't deprive yourself. When do you meal plan? Which like at what point in the week? Yeah. So I used to be, it's it's funny, stuff is constantly changing. And then with COVID things change too, because I had the kids home. Uh, but I used to, but when I had just one kid, I would do a lot more like bulk work on Sundays. I'd be like, okay, you take, you take Brody and I'm going to just crank this out and do a bunch of meal prep. Now that I have two kids and I'm breastfeeding, it's like, <laughs> you only get <laughs> short chunks. And so I kind of have it seg- segmented. I stay home with the kids on Friday. So Friday is my day with the kids now. And so we try to crank out some in that morning. We'll do like a batch of pancakes and a batch of muffins that my son can help me with. And I can strap my baby in the baby carrier and we can just crank them out and throw them in the freezer. And then I just randomly always am trying to like throw in an extra sheet pan during dinner. So I have extras on hand because I make their meals for school too. I prep the kids food for school. So just always constantly like my, it's funny. My husband says the wheels in my head never shut off and they really don't. I'm constantly always thinking and planning ahead. So I'm like, okay, if I make this for dinner tonight, we can throw like four extra chicken breasts on and I can throw one extra sheet pan in and it will, you know, just constantly. It's that mental load. 
you know, the mom carries. Mental load. We have this, this come up a few times the last couple episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I feel like, I like that you are like thinking about it in an efficiency way, right? Like if we're going to make this meal, like let's make some extras and it's not taking the, cause I agree with you. Like I used to take the whole day on like Sunday and meal prep. And now my kids are two and four. And like the reality of that is that's not going to happen. Sundays are like, we're chasing them all day. (laughs) And it it started to make my Sundays not fun anymore. Like I was like dreading it versus like, so now it's just like squeezing it in when we can. It's like, okay, so I'm up early this morning or the mornings I take a rest day and I don't work out. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to use that hour to just throw a batch of this in or do something like that. Or now that I'm home more with COVID too, it's like, I can just constantly have a, a pot of quinoa cooking in the background or something. Do you use an Instant Pot? You know, I haven't gotten Instant Pot. I don't. I've gotten set in my ways, and, and I just have a thing against having one more countertop kitchen appliance in my <laughs> home. We have a small house, and I'm just so against all the kitchen. I have a KitchenAid and a Vitamix, and those are my staples. And I have a double oven, so we do a lot of roasting. Okay. Well, if you ever get into it, report back. It's been a, it's been kind of amazing. I was real hesitant for that same reason because I don't like clutter. I really don't. But I'm mm-hmm. like, it's been really nice for like throwing stuff in. But you know what? We all have our stuff. I love that. So okay. when you, okay, I, I agree with you on the like, it's not fun anymore on Sundays <laughs> to meal prep. And if we're going to take a rest day, like you said, there, it should be restful. Like, you know, it should fill you up. What are what do you do to fill up your cup to, you know, self-care, to self-soothe? Yeah, I'm definitely need to get better at this. This is something like I said, I'm out, I'm a productivity alcoholic. So the thought of just like sitting and being and doing something makes me feel uneasy or anxious because I'm always like, there's something I might to do that should be getting done right now. So honestly, recently during COVID, and this is so small, but we got one of those, you know, those big circle swings. You like hang them on a tree. They're for kids. It's oh, like yeah. a tripod, yeah, yeah. a big circle swing. So we got one of those. It was the best purchase ever for quarantine. And we hung it above our big tree. And so it's literally, even sometimes I'll have Bella, my baby with me, but going on that swing and just swinging for like five minutes, letting the sun just hit my face. And just, I did this last night. I was so stressed out yesterday. And I was like, I'm just going to lay on the swing for five minutes while you take the kids. Okay. And I just like laid on the swing and just like laid there. (laughs) So it's so tiny. And so, and I need to get better at at this stuff, you know, um, self-care is not something I'm great at because working out is really like my mental release and I really look forward to that but it's also my work too so it gets kind of intertwined um but it's honestly and stuff like yeah some days I just want to do a workout and I don't want to share it on Instagram or do anything like that so Absolutely. it's doing a workout and then not sharing it or you know but um it's kind of messy because it's part of my part of my work but self-care is something I'm I need to get better at I need to do more of but Sounds like you've got it on lockdown though. I mean, I think like it feels like it needs to be this huge thing. Like self-care is like, oh, I need to go and like meditate in the woods barefoot for two hours. And like, (laughs) no, like you said, like sitting on that chair and being present for five flipping minutes is amazing. Yeah, literally. I was like, there's seven minutes left on the oven. I'm going down to that swing. Don't let the kids come talk to me or bother me. I'm just going to lay here. And my husband was like, okay. And I came up after seven minutes and I was like, okay, dinner is ready. Dinner is served. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I love that. Actually, this is an epi- like a couple episodes back. We really dive into this. It's like you got to do what works for you rather than what you should be doing for self care. And yeah, and those of us that live in this world of of self care and healing and wellness, like I think there's a lot of shoulds. It's like yeah, 
be doing all these different practices and, and you know what they don't all work for us yeah and it's kind of like just ebbing and flowing and adjusting like with covid i've been getting up early with my daughter and then going to the basement while she just kind of sits and play i'll do like my my readings and my daily devotions and then i'll start foam roll like i started foam rolling and that's awesome i, I honestly never really did before and now i started foam rolling and that's amazing foam rolling yeah so you said okay <laughs> yeah sorry foam roll. but i like i i <laughs> Foam rolling. I was foam, foam rolling. rolling. I kept hearing FOMO, which I was like, I don't think yeah. that's self-care, but no, I yeah. do. <laughs> foam, foam rolling. Foam rolling. Oh yeah. Okay. I love that. So do you and your family, like you guys, you know, are clearly a, a health conscious family. It's part of your, your husband's an athlete too, right? He is. He's a professional beach volleyball player. Unfortunately, his tour has been canceled obviously for the summer, but, oh. um, He's possibly still going out to California to play some tournaments. So we'll see how things shake out. That's amazing. That's his full-time job is he is a. No. So oh. he has a, fortunately, because a lot of the players, you know, financially right now, if the tour gets canceled, but if, no, he also has a full-time job. He um, works in software downtown Minneapolis. Okay. And okay. then he does this on the side. Wow. Your husband sounds about as much of a go-getter as you. That's amazing. I love that. We both definitely have like our own goals and our own thing. It's fun. It's fun to support each other. So you guys are clearly health conscious. What are you doing? I mean, maybe it's in, in light of COVID, maybe not. Like, what do you guys do to stay healthy? Yeah, it's been fun because like I said, before we had kids, we used to work out together all the time. And then we had kids and it was like, well, only one of us could work out at a time. Cause, and now we've started working out together again at home. So that's been kind of a fun thing for COVID. He actually showed up on the blog for the first time in five years in some of my workouts during this whole COVID season. So um, it was fun to work out with him. But, and it's fun to continue to work out with him because we both push each other. He pushes me to do more push-ups and pull-ups and I push him to do more, you know, like jump squats and cardio type stuff. So yeah. it's a good mix. Um, but, and, and we've done a lot of like stuff on Saturdays where we'll just go out and take the kids for like a, a bike slash stroller run slash, you know, walk or whatever. And then we'll come back and we'll, while the kids play in the backyard, we'll do like we did the Murph um, where you do like a hundred pushups, 200 or a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups and 300 squats. We did that the other weekend and that was really fun. Like so, that's her fun. <laughs> that, that, that is our fun. So we do that and then we go, we, our fun has been that. And then we'll go get like Nautica Bowls, which is a local place in town that has like acai bowls. Um, so stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's all about keeping it a good mix, but yeah, that we consider, we consider working out together to be fun. Yeah. It's good. It's good for a lot of things to work out together. That's amazing. And I'm sure your kids are picking up on that. Yeah. And we challenged each other. We went for a one mile run together the other day. I was like, well, let's just finish with a, a quick run around our loop that we have. And we both got back and we were both like dying the whole time, but neither of us wanted to say it because we were pushing each other's pace. But I was like, I'm not letting him run faster than me. And he's like, I'm not letting, we got home and I was like, that was the fastest mile I've ever run in my life. And he was like, well, I was trying to keep up with you. I was like, I was trying to keep up with you. <laughs> good for you guys. That's great. It feels good. And it keeps you healthy. Like, yeah. And we need to be healthy right now. I mean, that's for sure. Like yeah. now more than ever, but definitely. Yeah. What about, I want to go back to recipes just for a sec. Cause I'm like, I love mm-hmm. me some good, healthy stuff. Are there any specific recipes on your website that you, are you like your faves, your go-tos? Yeah, my go-tos are, so it's in my like 25 breakfast meal prep recipes roundup, but baked eggs. I make baked eggs. So instead of making hard boiled eggs, I just love having a quick, easy egg snack. I literally just take eggs and throw them on avocado toast every morning. Um, but I like having them already made. And so I literally take eggs and crack them into a muffin tin versus boiling them. So then I don't have to peel the shell. 
it's just like one less step and you can crack them in a muffin tin, throw them in the oven. So I make those every week, baked eggs. And then I'm currently really, it's summer and I love a good, you know, fresh salad. I'm currently really into, I have, it's the, one of the first recipes on my blog from 2015. It's a kale and quinoa blueberry salad. And it still needs to be reshot and republished, but it's kind of funny because it's really old, but it's still my go-to. And I've been like playing with that this summer, just kale and quinoa, um, putting them together because it'll last you all week. Kale does not get like soggy, like most salads. So you can actually meal prep this salad because quinoa and kale both absorb the oil as you, you know, add dressing or I just use olive oil and lemon juice or lime juice, but you can make it anyway. So I've made it where it's like a more fruit and sweet salad with lemon and blueberry and almonds. And then I've made it more savory in Southwest with corn and peppers and mm. lime juice. So it just keeps so well. So I just constantly have one of those in my fridge right now. Okay. I'm going to link that up in the show notes. Selfishly. Yeah, you gotta from, way from back, go like <laughs> way back. Kale and Kiva is so old and the pictures are so bad, but that's where we, we all start somewhere. Right. I'm sure I'm going to yeah. look back at all of these someday and be like, what did it, what was I doing? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And I like, I'm, you're, you're just ahead of the game on a lot of stuff. Like when I want vegetables, specifically like cruciferous vegetables or like leafy greens, I will just, I will just like plug my nose and just eat, you know, straight up raw spinach because I'm like, oh, I need vegetables. So this sounds like a much better alternative. (laughs) Yes. You have, and then you have to massage the kale in oil to like break it down. So so it's not so crunchy or, you know, and it just, it's, and it keeps so well kale and quinoa salad on repeat around here. Yes. I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. Will you tell listeners where they can find you, you know, all the cool things that you have on your website, you've got your workout plans, you've got recipes, where can they, where can they find you? It is all at nourishmovelove.com. So that is the main hub where you're going to find everything. And it links out to like my Instagram, nourishmovelove from there and our YouTube channel. Uh, which has been fun because we weren't really doing YouTube before and now we are and it's growing like crazy. So that's super fun to see. So all of our videos are on YouTube. They're also on the blog and you know, we have the good old Instagram and Facebook like everybody, but, and Pinterest, our main platforms are, are Pinterest and YouTube. Pinterest. Gotta get, I gotta get on that Pinterest. I mean, I have my, I know, like, my right? own recipes, but for the business, smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Awesome. Lindsay, this was really fun. Thanks for just sharing and and putting out such goodness for the last, you know, five years that you've been working on this brand. And I'm so excited to hear that it's really thriving, especially right now when everyone's at home. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you listeners for being here today, for supporting this podcast. If this episode resonated with you, consider leaving a review, a five-star review and a comment. It makes such a big difference. It helps the momentum of this podcast. It helps spread the word um, and maybe share it with a friend. Hopefully it can help them as well. Thanks again.